0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the channel fellows fellows fellas today we are mocking it is friday so we're doing a mock draft right now we're doing a 10 team ppr format it's gonna be best ball format but at this point that's what pretty much all drafts are nobody's drafting their season longs outside of dynasty right now but it's not a dynasty it's a best ball which just means you don't gotta start players if you're not familiar with it you just draft and whoever you draft you'll take the top two running backs top two receivers top quarterback whatever it is for that specific week off your entire player pool. So there's technically no benches. Everybody is, I guess, technically on your bench or everybody's starting and they'll take the highest performers. But welcome if you're brand new here. We're going to be mocking. If you are brand new here, check out some of the other videos that I have in my playlist after this one. I go very deep into specific topics, specific positions, rankings, breakout players, boss, whatever it might be, all those stuff that you're used to. But I really take a really fine tuned point at all of them by spending about six to seven hours per video just researching, developing, getting my own research out there, as well as taking a lot of the industry professionals that I Respect and trying to get them all collaborated into one idea, which is my brain, and then doing my own resource. So you have a lot of uh, true and honest stuff out there going out in these videos and just fresh information. The draft will start in a couple minutes, but please, before you do, if you can please hit the subscribe button before we get into this, that big like button helps me out a ton. The subscribe button, I'm excited. I'm going to be continuing to produce these daily NFL videos until the season starts. And then once the season starts, oh, I can't wait for that. We're actually going to have continued NFL videos. The preseason is going to be very exciting as well. I'm excited that it seems like preseason is going to be good to go. So thank you so much for being here. Relax, take your shoes off as always. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy this draft. I like these best ball strategies. I'm drafting from the second spot. That was a randomized snake draft, so I didn't get to pick. Ideally, people have been requesting just drafting from the first overall spot. I'll probably make a video like that soon where I can just use the fantasy pros tool where you get to actually pick your draft spot or potentially even sleeper.com. But for this, we're drafting on drafters.com, which if you're familiar with draft.com, It no longer exists if you use that last year. And drafters is a very similar format. It's a very similar game style. I like it a lot. If you want to sign up, you can see the promo code below me, Sal100. So if you want to put in just 10 bucks, if you use that promo code, they'll give you 10 bucks as well. I'll link it up down in the description, something similar, but you can just use the promo code if that's easy. Drafters.com. I like it a lot. There's a lot of things you can do. 18 person benches, but I saw there's some talk about moving to 20 person benches, potentially moving out. Right now there's customization available, so we're not drafting any kickers or defense in this. All right so I got my rankings up. This thing's about to kick off right now. It should be a pretty easy first pick for me. Maybe McCaffrey will fall to me, but PPR format, I assume he's going to go off the board first, which means I likely take Saquon Barkley. So I got all my rankings up for those that continue to ask. And thank you for asking. I'm very excited about it. I will have my draft guide out a brand new website I'm launching in mid June. So depending on when you're watching this, it might already be linked up in the description below, but get into the discord. You can join the email list down below by getting the free rookie rankings. That's the best way to get it. And boy, oh boy, Saquon Barkley goes off the board at number one overall. I like the strategy. I don't think it's a terrible strategy. I actually like Saquon a lot. I've been one to say that I think he's a lot closer to the RB1 than a lot of people are saying. But with that said, it makes my decision very easy. Either way, at the two spot, I think it's the easiest decision in the entire draft. Um, and that's going to be right now for me, Christian McCaffrey. But the reason I say the number two spot's the easiest, the number one spot, yeah, McCaffrey, you can say is very easy, but people are also gonna have a debate that Saquon, at least in PPR formats, or actually, especially non-PPR or half-point PPR, might actually make for a very similar or upside pick just because RB1s haven't repeated in like over a decade of their performances in close to, I think, two decades now. In the early 2000s was the last time you had back-to-back, same player being the RB1, Injuries, offensive regression, changes on the offensive line, all those things, right? All those things are going to impact it. It's just hard to be the best in fantasy and anything in back to back years. So the reason why the number two spot is easy is because you're probably taking Saquon or CMC. Like they are the, the, the tier one options for me. So no matter what, you're probably getting one of those. We see this draft starting off with five straight running backs off the board. Zeke drops to number five. Zeke's my RB three in like all formats. He's close to RB two in non ppr honestly. So I'm seeing him drop to five a lot, even six in some drafts. Like Dalvin Cook went three that's fine. Derrick Henry goes four and a PPR draft. I don't want Derrick Henry at four. He's right now my RB seven. He's my seventh overall player. And I'd be fine to move him down depending on news that happens with Miles Sanders and some other running backs. So we start the draft with six running backs. And then the first receiver, which normally happens in a lot of these drafts that I've been doing with my following and some expert drafts, Michael Thomas goes, Joe Mixon goes at eight. So the top seven running backs are gone. And Michael Thomas, who's my wide receiver two behind Devonta Adams is also off the board now. So right now I have the overall ADPs up and the overall ADPs Zeke is the third player right now going according to Fantasy Pros, which has now been updated and refreshed has a good sample size. So he drops, that's a value for Nemo in the first round at least. And then if you're looking at Derek Henry, he was taken third overall. His overall ADP right now is seventh uh, and Michael Thomas is fourth. So Michael Thomas drops, Zeke drops and Derek Henry gets a little bit reached on in the first round, if anything, if you will say. We're now heading into the second round in this 10 man PPR draft. Some wide receivers came off the board in Julio and Tyreek. So Stu Baby goes back to back wide receiver. I think you can get away with this in a 10 man draft compared to a 12 because that third and fourth round running back is nowhere near as bad as it is in a 12. A 12 Man draft, so I don't think it's a terrible idea. I mean, you're getting borderline two top four wide receivers in my rankings. I have Tyreek at number four, I have Julio at number three, so I don't think that's a terrible idea running back in 10 man drafts is going to be a little bit deeper of course just less players to choose from. So now we start to see another run of running backs go with Aaron Jones, Chubb and Drake. I think Chubb's a very interesting case study this year. He's currently going off the board as the 17th overall player. He goes 13th here. Like I don't I don't really know what to do with him yet overall. Like he's going to be he's my 8th overall running back, but I could see guys like Sanders and Josh Jacobs just moving up ahead of him as the offseason goes on depending on news that we get because of Kareem Hunt. But this offense if anything should lean more run heavy, right? They should throw the ball and have more success throwing the ball because of offensive line improvements Odell being healthier the addition of Austin Hooper but in general like Kevin Stefanski you would think you want to see a little bit more at least efficient running and that's what Chubb did behind a terrible offensive line last year so I wouldn't be shocked to see him have more overall touches on the ground less in the air in the receiving game and then it depends on the touchdowns to see if he finishes RB8 like I have him at right now or like an rb 12 or 13, depending on if he scores an extra two or three touchdowns. So I'm on the clock next. Sanders, Miles Sanders goes to Adam Pfeiffer. That hurts a little bit. So just looking at the running backs that are left on the board, Jonathan Taylor went early in the second round. Josh Jacobs goes. So if I'm trying to see players. I kind of still want to go running back here, but you don't have to. Austin Eckler is my highest ranked player left on the board. Austin Eckler is my RB10 right now. And then Clyde Edwards-Solaire is my RB14. I don't like taking Austin Eckler in the second round. If I start to look at some of the receivers, Chris Godwin's on the board. Uh, he's my wide receiver seven right now. Kenny Galladay is my wide receiver five. I think I can get Galladay on the turn. So we'll go to Austin Eckler here. I don't love that pick. Like I would have liked to take Jacobs and Sanders. They go off the board. Two picks before me out of my final three picks before me. So, so I don't like that. If we can get back around and get Kenny Galladay, I like that a good amount. We'll see what ends up happening here. Clyde edwards Slayer in the third round. I don't hate it, but in a 10-man draft, I'll let somebody else not reach on him. Cause I do think he's worth that kind of capital, but I don't want to be going to three running backs in a row. It's fine with me, but I don't want to be doing that with Austin Eckler and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Cause I feel like my RB2 is not that solidified. Like I don't think Austin Eckler is the most solidified running back. So please don't go Kenny Galladay here. I am to because he already just took Chris Godwin. Kenny Galladay would be my next player up. He takes DJ Moore, So that makes Kenny Galladay a pretty easy stance for me. So I'm going to go to Kenny Galladay here. Kenny Galladay is my wide receiver five overall. You might think that I'm high on Kenny Galladay. Yeah, wide receiver five overall. I'm high on him. I like him more than DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is my six. I like him more than Godwin, who is my seven right now. And that's where I currently reside. So my start was McCaffrey, Eckler, and Galladay. So you can obviously see, we got really close to having two really solid running backs. Like Miles Sanders can push RB top 10 for sure territory, but our top five territory, if he can really get a big workload this year and stay healthy. So yeah, interesting. Derrick Henry goes at the fourth spot, a little bit reached on there, but then Jonathan Taylor goes at the 17 spot. So I really like Jonathan Taylor this year. I'm all in on him. He's my RB 20. And I think if anything, he can go higher than that. And then he takes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So he's taken a lot of the rookies in terms of upside between the two big ones and Edwards Hilaire first round pick for the chiefs and Jonathan Taylor, the best college zone runner now running behind the best zone pass blocking scheme invests his own pass blocker in Quentin Nelson. But yeah, let me know in the comments right now, if you're still watching this video, what do you think about Jonathan Taylor? Would you rather have him right now at his ADP compared to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire Like, where would you rather go? I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor at their current ADPs, right? Maybe not overall fantasy points, but I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the starting running back in the full workhorse by a month into the season. I'm not scared about Naeem Himes. If anything, I think Marlon Mack takes Naeem Hines' pass catching role and Jonathan Taylor can catch passes. Don't let the group think of everybody telling you, oh no, he can't catch passes because they were comparing him to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and DeAndre Swift and a little bit of Cam Akers and all Keyshawn Bonds, these guys coming out of college. Yeah, maybe he's not as fine-tuned as a pass catcher as those guys, but Melvin Gordon caught like a third less passes than, well, let's put it this way. Last season, Jonathan Taylor caught more passes than Melvin Gordon did in three years at Wisconsin, the same exact school. Melvin Gordon comes into the league and plays with Phillip Rivers, and now he's a great pass catching running back. Jonathan Taylor's coming into the league, and you know what? He's playing with Philip Rivers, so I think the upside there for him is the second round pick. I think he could pay that off. I think it's a reach though, because you probably could have got him in the third round. So keeping up with everything right now, it's pretty running back dominant, as you can see in the first three rounds. We pretty much had, I believe seven running backs go off the board in the first round. We had another seven in the second round. And as we go through round three right now, it's three running backs. So uh, through the first two rounds, definitely running back dominant as you are typically seeing, but even more dominant in this one since it's a 10 man draft. So they're starting to come off the board a little bit earlier. I'll be very interested to see what I can do with my fourth Overall pick. I'm going to try and go running back as long as there's something decent left on the board. We get our first quarterback to go off the board, Lamar Jackson. He is actually my quarterback, too, behind Mahomes. I like Mahomes a little bit more. They're 1A, 1B, right? They're in the same tier for me, but Lamar his team threw the least in the game in terms of pass attempts per game, passing plays per game, and he had the most passing touchdowns, 9% touchdown rate. That's going to regress. So even if you don't think his crazy 1,200 yards in the ground is going to regress and his number one fantasy points per opportunity in the last two years, which as long as he stays healthy, likely doesn't, his passing touchdowns are going to regress. Like if he runs that much and stays healthy and this team is still bottom five and if not last in the league in pass attempts per game, you're just not going to be that efficient with a 9% touchdown rate. We saw it last year with Patrick Mahomes. We've seen it in the past at Russell Wilson. You can still sustain some sort of efficiency. Russell Wilson a six percent touchdown rate last year was great, but nine percent is historic. That's not going to happen. So with that, if Mahomes stays healthy, his mobility was spiking towards the end of the year in the playoffs last year. I have him just a notch above. So Chris Carson goes off the board as the thirty fourth overall player. That finishes out my top twenty running backs. So my top twenty RBs are off the board. And now, oh man, now a streak of the wide receivers I wanted. Allen Robinson was still on the board and Odell, two top ten wide receivers in my rankings. So you get Carson, my final RB twenty or top RB. He was my RB seventeen. My last two top 10 wide receivers off the board. So now I'm struggling a little bit. I'm two picks away. I still have some receivers that I'm high on one, especially that I'm high on, but there's still some running backs. I like, Hopefully they don't go off the board back to back here. I'm looking at David Johnson. I'm looking at David Montgomery. They're in my 21st and 22nd rankings right now. I like those two guys at this fourth pick if they drop. And the first three picks from this man, and he goes Patrick Mahomes after he gets three straight running backs. Makes sense. He pairs up in basketball. I'd Ebert Solaire with Mahomes. So top two quarterbacks, top two tight ends are off the board. Let's see what Adam does here. I'm fine taking David Johnson or Montgomery here. He takes Adam Thielen. So I think I'm going to go with, I have Johnson ranked higher by one pick over Montgomery. I'm going to go with Johnson just because of how, elite of a pass catcher, he still is. The concerns that are there for me is that Do you just have no check downs from Deshaun Watson? Hopefully that changes. Like last year is hard to look at because yeah, a guy in Carlos Hyde just doesn't catch passes. Lamar Miller years before that just doesn't catch passes. So I'm fine going to David Johnson there. He's not as good of a zone runner, which they'll have to change up their scheme a little bit for him compared to uh, Carlos Hyde who runs really good between the tackles. But that said, I'm okay getting there. Now Juju goes, James Conner goes. So we still have David Montgomery on the board. So between David Montgomery and Robert Woods is where I'm looking right now. Robert Woods is my wide receiver 12. I'm extremely, extremely high on him. I have three running backs. I only have one wide receiver. I can load up on running back with the fourth one here in Montgomery, or I can get my wide receiver two, which would end up being Robert Woods. I think there's a lot of good wide receivers left on the board. I don't think there's any good running backs, but a couple that I like, Cam Akers, some guys later on, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get my guy in Robert Woods here. So I get Robert Woods with my fifth pick. I'm fine doing that. Like David Montgomery was a close pull the trigger for me. I look down the board at what's that running back right now. And I see Cam Akers at 26 overall. He's the guy that I have circled. So me taking Robert Woods over David Montgomery with my fifth, pick is me now banking on somehow Cam Akers falling back around to me. I think there's a chance. It's probably a slight chance, but I think it's at least a chance. Uh, If he goes, then probably I would have rather had David Montgomery to just load up on running backs at that point over Robert Woods, but still some decent running backs on the board after that. I mean, Mark Ingram, Darius Geist, Singletary, and Montgomery are still on the board. And now we're starting to see that wide receiver run go because a lot of guys in this league already have two running backs and some two different players or three different players, including myself, have three running backs. So there's a good chance some of these RBs fall. There's about four or five of them that I'm okay taking once my sixth pick comes back around all right so the fifth round starts off very wide receiver friendly as you can see or heavy and then it goes into a lot of running backs tom brady goes in the fifth coach takes him it's interesting at 49th overall many rounds too early but then you see right here mark ingram most start and singletary go off the board i don't necessarily want any of them like if singletary was to fall to me and my other guys weren't there that's fine but somehow right now you have david montgomery still on the board and cam Akers. i'm about six picks away i want one of them to fall to me please i'm now very sad because cam Akers just went off the board Before David Montgomery went and I have a very strong feeling that in these next two picks before me Montgomery is going to go I know Adam needs another running back there's a good chance he takes Montgomery DK Metcalf goes off the board that's somebody else I was looking at So that doesn't feel good. Steph Diggs is still on the board. So maybe Adam goes there as a Bills fan himself. So I'll go to Diggs if indeed Montgomery goes. I'm really, really hoping that Montgomery makes it back to me. We're one pick away. Let's not get sniped. And we just got sniped. Oh man, that hurt. So we're going to have to go here with Steph Diggs. I'll end up going wide receiver now. Man, oh man, did that hurt. That stung. So the strategy was to take Robert Woods over David Montgomery to hope to get Cam Akers. We miss out on Cam Akers by four picks. It was a risky strategy. But David Montgomery falls all the way back to one pick before us. rug pulled out from under us. It wasn't a snipe because, I mean, technically it was because he went before me, but he was on the clock where he shouldn't have been. He was the best player left on the board. So it's not much of a snipe. I wasn't reaching for him. I would consider that a snipe if you're reaching for somebody and then they get picked. So I only got two running backs right now. Well, actually I have three. I got three. So we're fine. We're fine. We don't need to worry too much. We got McCaffrey, RB1, top five floor, top three floor, really, if he stays healthy. We got Eckler, we got David Johnson. So three running backs, three receivers. I feel really good about the receivers in Diggs, Woods, and Galladay. I feel like that's really, really strong. We're on the clock again. Tyler Locken and Hunt go at the turn. Right now I'm looking at just loading up still. I don't want quarterback. still. I don't feel like I need to get a tight end with what's all left in the board. So let's go with the best available between wide receivers and running backs. So right now I'm looking at DJ Shark. I'm looking at T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's my highest ranked wide receiver at 21. Guys is my highest ranked running back at 27. I think Guys has breakout upside, but I'm not too sure I trust the situation with the news we have right now. So I go DJ Shark. I kind of go over my rankings. My rankings have Hilton at 21, Shark at 24. I think Shark seal is higher than what Hilton's is. So Hilton, I think, is a... A lower ceiling, I would say, than what DJ Shark has, maybe a little bit more safe with Philip Rivers being there, but I'm a little bit worried about Michael Pittman. I'm very high on Michael Pittman, and I do think they want to put him as the X receiver, Campbell in the slot, which might not leave T.Y. Hilton, of course, out to dry, but if they're going to use him more as this Z-wide receiver, more down the field threat, it's not the same as when Vincent Jackson was with a guy like Philip Rivers, and he just loves throwing to those guys, right? Mike Williams last year, 20 yards per target, like that's what you can have out of Michael Pittman this year, and I think DJ Shark is the clear number one on his team, whereas T.Y. Hilton might get pressed a little bit by Michael Pittman. So saying all that, I might actually start to adjust the rankings for Shark over uh, T.Y. Hilton. Again, the, the rankings right now for me are going to come out very, very soon. So keep an eye on those. They're going to come out with a ton of stuff. I have over hundred and probably twenty player profiles broken down. The rankings look awesome. They have a ton of just little briefs right by you when you're picking for PPR and non-PPR. There's tiers, there's rookie tiers and rookie ranks, rookie profiles for 40 plus players. I actually think it's somewhere around like 60 to 70 players. So I'm very excited about all that. So stay tuned is what I will say. And if you want to be notified of when all that comes out, join the Discord. I'll have an email opt-in page pretty soon in terms of just getting that stuff. Uh, There should be a free rookies download download down below if you're interested in that as well. But join the Discord. You can keep up with all that. It's only going to probably come out to like $10 because Monkey Knife Fight has um, said that they're going to sponsor it. So all this information, I spent months on it. It's going to end up being very cheap for the consumer and it's going to be a win-win. So I'll be sure to keep an eye out for that. You can see now the eighth round starts a run of quarterbacks, these mid-tier quarterbacks, which I think it actually started a little bit later. I'm a couple of picks away. AJ Green just goes off the board. He was the guy that I was keeping a very, very close eye on myself personally. So it hurts to see him go off the board because in the eighth round, AJ Green, who has never finished outside like the top 12 wide receivers when he plays a healthy season, and I get that he didn't play last year and he played only a limited amount of games, like nine games the season before that, but he's still a stud in my opinion. Now, the years being in his 30s with a bunch of injuries and foot injuries is concerning as both Bengals guys, Green and Boyd, go back to back there. But I still would have taken a shot on him. So let's see what we still have on the board. I'm a pick away. I've got right now four receivers and three running backs. I might end up going tight end here, but I still feel like we can load up on some talented players. So let's see what Adam does here. The pick before me. I don't really have any strong takes on anybody left on the board personally. So he goes Will Fuller, and that's a good pick. Will Fuller was my second best receiver left on the board. Jarvis Landry also went off the board, so I should call that out. And Hollywood Brown. So right now my best receivers left on the board are going to be Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman, and I kind of want to go Brandon Cooks here to match what Adam just did with Will Fuller as I look at running. Back James White, Matt Breida, Tariq Cohen, Keyshawn Vaughn. None of those names really stand out to me. So I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks here. We're going to take Brandon Cooks as our wide receiver four there. I believe he's now my fifth wide receiver off the board. So we're loading up on receivers. We got three running backs. We got five receivers at this point, but I think they're all really strong. Like, I think all these receivers have wide receiver one upside. Galladay definitely. Robert Woods and Diggs without question. Shark pretty clearly. And Brandon Cooks is competing right now with Will Fuller for that wide receiver upside. So I do like that. Evan Ingram goes off the board here. I'm hoping Deontay Johnson doesn't go. Uh, He is my favorite wide receiver left in the board. And I just have an addiction to drafting wide receivers. I only got three running backs and I'm about to take my sixth receiver if Deontay Johnson makes it to us. Uh, Edelman I have ranked higher. He's my 32nd overall receiver. Edelman top five in a lot of categories receptions targets all those things last year as Marvin Jones goes off the board I will go Deontay Johnson in round nine because I do not think he's going to make it back to me I usually end up taking Deontay Johnson like a round early because it's so so close if he actually makes it back to you between those rounds nine and ten and before the season starts I think he's going to start to get taken very very early right now you can probably get him in like the 10th round of a lot of drafts 12 teams in these 10 man leagues you can maybe get him in the 11th round I take him in the ninth round because I just really don't feel like 17 more picks are going to pass and nobody's going to take Deontay Johnson so right now i six receivers and three running backs, no tight ends, uh, no quarterbacks. So I'm going to start to load up on quarterbacks. Usually I'll take two or three quarterbacks in like my final few picks tight ends and a best ball. I do want two of them. So I'll probably go with at least two quarterbacks, at least two tight ends. We still have, this is an 18 man draft. So we still have nine rounds left. I'll probably get a tight end or a quarterback with my next pick, which would be my 10th round pick. So I'm just looking at the board right now. And it is just wild that I've taken five wide receivers in a row, but I'm okay with that. That's how deep receiver is. Like now that I think about it, I probably just could have. Gone with Clyde Edwards Hilaire with my third running back pick and not taking Kenny Galladay, although I'm very high on Galladay, so I don't regret it at all. But like now I've gone five receivers in a row, uh, and I probably still would have went five receivers in a row and just not taken David Johnson. But like, look at this if you take Clyde Edwards Hilaire here instead of Kenny Galladay, my team would be McCaffrey, Eckler, if everything was to go the same, right? Pretty much primarily go the same. Then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, David Johnson, and then the receivers that I have Woods, Diggs, Shark, Cooks, and Deontay Johnson. Those five receivers are fantastic. I feel good about starting three to four of those guys every single week. And I obviously feel really strong about starting three of those four running backs between David Johnson, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, as I go back up to Eckler and McCaffrey. So yeah, I think that starting with four wide receivers or four running backs in a 10-man league might actually be the optimal strategy. Um, But the way that we're starting right now, it's still okay. You get the two running backs early. It's the robust strategy with two running backs, a wide receiver, and then another running back. So the ninth round is pretty all over the place. A quarterback, two tight ends off the board. Some running backs, these running backs are all like the the backups kind of in James White, Marlon Mack, carry on going off. Sonny Michelle's interesting this year, but third year guy, former first round pick, he's going to sort of need to prove it at this point. First rookie receiver, I believe goes off the board with Jerry Judy there. Jerry Judy, I think, is not my first rookie receiver. I have Justin Jefferson ranked a good amount higher. And then I have just a a pile of the Judy, Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Rieger, and Denzel Mims. All those guys are pretty close to each other at that point. Very interesting that Edelman drops to the end of the ninth round. That's a steal. He's my wide receiver 32. Uh, I just passed on him for Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks personally, just for the upside of best ball and the way that I felt about my stability at receiver with uh, Shark, Diggs, Kenny Galladay, those types of guys, and then and then obviously also Robert Woods. So we're seeing a lot of tight ends go off the board, starting to get a little bit worried there. I'm going to have to take a tight end this next time around because uh, we've seen a lot of tight ends go off the board. We're seeing even more quarterbacks start to go off the board. Josh Allen's still on the board. Uh, I can see him going soon, but Tyler Higby, Hayden Hurst are off the board now. So the only top 10 tight end that I have left Um, right now. And he's actually outside my top 10 in non-PPR or in PPR is Rob Gronkowski. He's my 13th in PPR. Non-PPR is my 10th ranked. So they're going off the board. I do like Mike Gusecki. He's on the board. I might take him. Uh, I'm hoping that Adam or somebody who hasn't taken the tight end doesn't because right now I really do need a tight end, but the position's deep. So if you don't get these like top two or three tiers of guys, tiers four, five, and six, they're very, very close uh, to like that top tier three, in my opinion. All right. So I'm on the clock and I need a quarterback and or a tight end. I see that the guy picking after me already took Evan Ingram. So I assume he's not going to take a tight end. So I'll go quarterback here in the 10th round. I haven't taken one left. And I'm looking at the top of the list right now. And I see Josh Allen and that name looks great to me. He's my quarterback six. So in the 10th round, I can get this type of a quarterback. I usually wait really late, like the, the 12th or 13th round. And I think you can, it's that deep, but this type of a quarterback talent, I'll end up going to Josh Allen here. The mobility led the league in rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks last year, second in attempts over hundred only around Lamar Jackson or behind Lamar Jackson. And as you can see, MD. And the baby there goes to Carson Wentz because he needed a quarterback, but no tight ends, right? So he, he already took Evan Ingram. I assume he's not going to take another tight end right away. At this point, I don't really need a guy in a, in a tight end. Like I'm looking at it and Like Mike Gasecki is my favorite one left, but even if he goes off the board, there's still another tier of guys there. So, looking at what's left in the clock at the running back position, I might go Matt Breida if we can still see him here. Breida is still there. I'll take him as my running back four at this point. I think it offers us some upside, pass catching ability, a better offense in Miami that already threw the fourth most times in the league last year. So, I end up getting that. I do like that. Matt Breida is my RB4. So, we get Breida. We get our first quarterback, which I don't usually do, but it just fell. Josh Allen fell so, so far there. So, I like where we're at. Now the running back's like you saw at Matt Breida are all pretty much backups to this point. Maybe some rookies that might have a part of the offense like JK Dobbins just went, Uh, but for the most part, they're going to be handcuffs. They're going to be a lot of backup type players like your Duke Johnson's like your, Ronald Jones, your Philip Lindsay's, all those types of guys. We're at the end of the eleventh round right now. Some more quarterbacks went off the board. My best available quarterback is Daniel Jones, QB fourteen right now. My best wide receiver by a large margin just went off the board in Crowder. There goes my best quarterback in Jones. But also Mike Geseki went off the board, and I didn't think he would go this early, but he ends up going off the board at the overall one hundred and nine pick. This is maybe a regret for me not reaching on him at my one hundred two pick. Instead, I took Matt Breida. Matt Breida at this point he's my fourth running back. He's sort of a bench guy. He's a death piece. I don't have a starting tight end, so there's still. Names on the board: Jared Cook, Gronk, Dallas Goddard, Noah Font, T.J. Hawkinson. Like all those guys, but I would have felt a little bit better with Gasecki. Maybe he's closer to all those Noah Fonts and Goddards than I actually think. But with that said, I probably would have reached a little bit on Gasecki. I think this is the latest I've waited for a tight end round twelve. We'll see how it ends up actually paying off. So a couple of more guys went off the board. My best available running back and Keyshawn Vaughn and Preston Williams just went off the board. I need a tight end, and I think I'm just going to pull the trigger on him. Rob Gronkowski. I don't want him to be my starting tight end. I'm kind of looking at this as whichever two tight ends I get in these final six, seven rounds. I'll just kind of rotate them through or or hope that they get rotated through. I'm not big on Gronk. Like he's right around my tight end 10 when it comes to non PPR because of the touchdown upside. When it comes to PPR formats, he's like my tight end 13 right now. So obviously I'm not big on him, but all the guys ahead of him have gone off the board. Jared Cook's still on the board, but I'll take Gronk, hoping that he has something left in the tank. Like people forget, people think he just didn't play when he played two years ago. Like he didn't play last year, of course, he was retired, but two years ago, he played 96% of the snaps, 93% of the snaps. He ran a route 78% of the time when he was on the field. So he was active, right? He just wasn't getting as much usage overall. So we're back on the clock right now. I could probably use either, I'm going to wait on another quarterback just looking at what receivers are left on the board. I do like Justin Jefferson, the rookie. He's still out there. I think I might take a stab on him. Nikhil Harry, Denzel Mims. They all look pretty good, but let's see what Justin Jefferson's up to. He's on the board right here. We're in the 13th round. I will take him. Justin Jefferson's my highest ranked rookie wide receiver, but there's been a couple of other rookies, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, that have gone off the board ahead of him. I don't agree with it, so I'll take Justin Jefferson. He was my best available wide receiver left. Overall, my wide receiver 44. So right now we're at, I think, seven wide receivers, four running backs, a tight end, and a quarterback. And there's 18 rounds in this draft. So there's going to be five more rounds another rookie in Jalen Rieger goes off the board. So I've got seven wide receivers. So it's time to get me. I need one more quarterback, at least maybe two, maybe you get three in case one gets injured. I need one more tight end. So that ends up being two to three picks for me. Uh, And then I need another, at least running back and or wide receiver. So we're loaded at wide receiver, but there's still so many good receivers left on the board right now. And this is the issue, like wide receiver is so deep that even when we're down here, guys like Alan Lazard, Denzel Mims, Nikhil Harry, Rashad Perriman, those names actually stand out as guys that can be the clear wide receiver ones in their offense, like Mims, Nikhil Harry, maybe even Perriman or the pretty strong wide receiver two candidates in all of those guys in the Alan Lazards, um, whoever else might be out there, Michael Pittman. So this is where it starts to get difficult because the running backs left, I don't have many left in my rankings at all right now, but it's guys like Zach Moss. Direct backups that might have a red zone role, right? Uh, even Daryl Henderson Jr. just went off the board, so like, there's not much left. It's clear backups like uh, Tony Pollard, Latavius Murray's already off the board, Armstead, like those types of names. I would say the one guy that does stand out to me that's still on the board right now, two what, two running backs, Duke Johnson, because he might actually catch passes. We'll see though, David Johnson being there doesn't make me as excited for Duke Johnson. And then Philip Lindsay, maybe he sees some sort of a role back-to-back thousand yard years. They pay Melvin Gordon, not a ton of money, but they do pay him. So he's obviously not going to be the workhorse back there. But at this point, looking for a running back five, I'm looking for some upside. Maybe it's just in the rookies, right? Maybe it's just hoping Anthony McFarlane takes over. Maybe it's hoping that Joshua Kelly gets some sort of bigger role, Uh, Darrington Evans, if you're hoping, or not hoping, but banking on at that point, something happening to Derrick Henry. So Nikhil Harry goes off the board. So a lot of these receivers are going, I can just wait on these rookie running backs so with that being said entering the 14th round i'll start to look at my quarterback two options and he honestly just keep loading up on wide receivers if they're the best thing left so we're about two picks away from my pick i'm looking at the board and depending on what lasts at quarterback if jared goff stays there i'll probably end up snagging him as my qb2 because there's nothing left at running back it's my best available or tony pollard I call Armistead, Anthony McFarlane, Naeem Himes, Boston Scott, right? Guys that you're hoping maybe get a good workload as a running back too, potentially at some point, get a game or two to take over as the RB one. If Zeke was to go down in Pollard's case, if Connor was to get hurt in McFarlane's case. And at that point you see right now, just some players going off the board. I believe that was Tyler Johnson that just went off the board. Very interesting pick there. Uh, we have Adam on the clock. I don't really need a tight end too yet. Uh, so I'm going to go quarterback here. Again, it's because of what's left on the board. And for me, Jared Goff is, is way higher up than what's left on the board at these other spots. So I'm gonna take Jared Goff. He's my QB 16 right now. My best available after Goff would have been Philip Rivers at QB 18, but it's a pretty big tear drop or at least one tier drop. And then after that, it's Ryan Tannehill. Then you start to get into like the 21st, 22nd range. Uh, Tony Pollard, my best available running back is now gone. So I'm going to start to look at running backs and wide receivers. Chase Edmond goes off the board. When I look at running backs, there's not much left. Like Raquel Armstrong and McFarland are my best available. Like if I don't get them on my next turn, whatever. I'm not that strongly feeling about any of those guys. But I do see Alan Lazard. I do see Denzel Mims right now on the clock. I think I'm going to end up going right now to Alan Lazard just based on quarterback play. Uh, the fact that he has Aaron Rodgers still throwing him the ball compared to Sam Darnold. Maybe that's the wrong thing. Maybe Rodgers is trending down when Sam Darnold is trending up. But I get my eighth wide receiver compared to four running backs, one tight end and two quarterbacks left with three picks left in this draft. So if anything, I feel pretty good about winning wide receiver week in and week out. I'll get a second tight end. At that point, I'll get a fifth running back. And then with my last pick, I'll see what's best available between securing maybe another running back between securing a third quarterback if I feel the need to. Right now, Jared Goff, his health has usually been pretty good. My QB1, Josh Allen, he runs a lot. So there is some just, I would say, vulnerability there for an injury for a couple of games or maybe even longer for Josh Allen, And then I'm just solely relying on Jared Goff, who can be a little bit stronger. Oh man. So my next pick, I was going to take Anthony McFarlane and then get a backup tight end the next time around. And Anthony McFarlane goes about three picks before me. There's nothing left at running back. It's Raquel Armstead. It's Naeem Himes, Justin Jackson, Malcolm Brown, Joshua Kelly. Like these are the guys that are higher up in my rankings at this point. And none of those names are that exciting. So At this point, I'll probably go Rykel Armstrong, but I'll just wait for him because the guy that's picking after me who can potentially snipe me on the turn has taken so many running backs at this point. Antonio Gibson is a very, very good running back option as well. He was somebody that was up there on my list. So Joshua Kelly, Rykel Armstrong, they're on the board right now. Joshua Kelly behind Justin Jackson might not get any touches, or if he immediately takes over as the RB2, he can get a ton of touches in the Melvin Gordon type of a role from last year. So it's kind of boomer bust there. Well, as Armstead, you know, he's only getting touches if Fournette gets hurt or is wildly inefficient in his contract year. Joshua Kelly goes to pick before me. So that makes it pretty easy. I don't have to go to Ryko Armstead just yet. I'll go backup tight end tier. Chris Herndon's still left on the board. I think Chris Herndon has top 10 tight end upside. He can just stay healthy this year and not get suspended. So I'll go there as my backup tight end. There's still so many good wide receivers left on the board, right? Like Michael Pittman, Denzel Mims. This is why you have to play in deeper, uh, best ball leagues, right? Like right now, this is an 18 man mock draft. I would really be pushing for 20 man benches, 30 man benches, even because 20 man benches allow me to get a Michael Pittman who could push for like a top 30 wide receiver this year as the X wide receiver in Indy or somebody else along the Denzel Mims side who can push as the wide receiver one uh, pretty easily with the Jets. So my next pick is going to be a running back Rykel Armstrong, you have upside there. He was the draft pick last year. If Fournette goes down, Joshua Kelly's already off the board. He went, he went to Adam the pick before, so I can't go there. I'll go to Rykel Armstrong if he's still on the clock. Rykel Armstrong is, he's my highest ranked running back at running back 49. I go to Armstead. I got one pick left. It'll be the 18th round. I won't wait around for it. I'll pretty much just take a quarterback there as a third quarterback option or, or since I have two stable ones that have shown an ability to stay healthy, Josh Allen injured a little bit last year. That's a concern, but I might go to like a Michael Pittman or Denzel Mims. But for right now, these are my first 17 picks. I'll take you through them once again quickly. So this is drafters.com. Again, you can check it out. Sal 100 gets you a 100% deposit match. So if you decide to play, you want to get into these mock drafts, you can check it out. Hit that big old subscribe button. This was our draft. We pretty much went with Christian McCaffrey to start it off and then Eckler. So back-to-back running back. We took we took Kenny Galladay over Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Excuse me. Then we went David Johnson. Then a streak of five wide receivers with Robert Woods, Diggs, Shark, Cooks, and Deontay Johnson. Feel really good about Deontay Johnson's breakout. Uh, hopefuls this year. First quarterback in the tenth round for a ten team. Not like me, but Josh Allen, who's a top six quarterback in my rankings, sixth overall. Finished sixth overall last year. Ironically, he went there. Matt Breida, I took as my RB four, and I'm fine taking my RB four because after that. A lot of guys with not a lot of upside went off the board, like your straight backups, Boston Scotts, Duke Johnson, Tendersons, Tony Pollard's, right? Alexander Madison's. I take Gronk as my number one A to one B with Chris Herndon tight end. I'm okay with that. It's sort of a tight end committee for me. No real true number one. And then I get some more. Uh, wide receivers in Justin Jefferson, Alan Lazard, Get Chris Herndon as my backup, my RB5 in Armstead, and then my QB2 in Jared Goff. I feel good about that. My final pick, like I said, I'll see what's left on the board at quarterback. Maybe I'll take a Sam Darnold or something along those lines, maybe even a Teddy Bridgewater, or I'll just go to another wide receiver, a rookie in Denzel Mims or Pittman, who I think has a lot of upside. So that's where I'm at right now. Thank you for tuning into this video. Please do hit the big subscribe button that just popped up. Get down below. Let me know what you thought of my draft. If you want to get in these, I post them in my discord and on Twitter. So follow me at salvage. DFS, but also get into the discord. It's totally free down below. The draft guide is coming very, very soon, probably in about 10 days or so. So be sure to check that out. It's only going to be like 10 bucks. So there's a lot of work in there. Thank you for tuning in again, hit that subscribe button and I'll see you all in the next one.